But yeah, so I was watching them and then they like called my name and I was like, what? Um, and I cried a lot. So yeah, lots of crying. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to episode 99 of the Commando Voice. Today, I continue my conversation with Caitlin Kinnanen. Hi, I'm Brandon Erickson, and you're listening to the Camino Voice podcast, where I interview folks around Camino Island and beyond. If you want to stay up to date on events, businesses, and even hear a little history of this area, subscribe to this podcast and share with your friends. Thanks for listening. Hey, Islanders, and welcome to another episode of the Camino Voice, where we release a new episode every Tuesday. On this episode, I continue my conversation with Caitlin Kinnanen. Uh, if you didn't hear part one, be sure to go back and listen to that. Um, but this episode, we get into the Tony Awards and how that whole thing went down, uh, what that was like for her. You get to see a little bit behind the curtains of uh, how those big production things go on. Um, and is amazingly awesome and smooth as they look on TV. It's not that easy in real life. So anyways, we get to hear all about all that and more. Uh, so without further ado, here is my conversation with Caitlin Kinnanen. All right. So going back to the story now. Um, so after your first show then, uh, The Spring Awakening, mm-hmm. what, what was the next show you did and how did you get involved in that one? Yeah. So after Spring Awakening closed, I was 17 and I decided... I should maybe stay in New York and see what happens. Um, so I stayed in New York. I saw what happened. Um, I ended up doing a lot of like readings and workshops of new musicals. I ended up doing some film and television work. Um, and then I went on tour with Next to Normal. I was the Natalie standby. I did that for nine months. And then when I came back from that, I ended up booking my second Broadway show, which was The Bridges of Madison County. I went and did that out of town at this... Um, at the Williamstown Theater Festival in Massachusetts. Um, And then I transferred to Broadway with it, uh, which was amazing. Uh, It's such a beautiful show. If you have not listened to it, please go listen to it. The Bridges of Madison County by Jason Robert Brown, Marsha Norman. Um, It's fantastic. The music is so good, so beautiful. (laughs) Um, So then I did that. And that was probably in like, what year was that? Like 2000. 13, 2014, I think. Um, And then that show closed. Uh, And then at that point, I started working on prom. I started working on prom at the end of 2014. Okay. I went, I I auditioned for it just like anything else. I ended up booking the role of Emma, and we did a reading of it. We did a workshop of it. We did a lab of it. We did an out-of-town production of it. We did another lab of it. And then we finally made it to Broadway many years later. Um, But all that to say, it was like we kept working on it. We kept tweaking it. We kept like reading it again and fixing things and adding more and making it the best version of itself mm-hmm. it could be before we made it to Broadway. Okay. But then we made it to Broadway and yeah. it was really cool. And then we, we got nominated for some Tonys and that That's... was crazy. So, so you got, you were doing it, um, on the side, like not on the side, but as a, um, a production mm-hmm. and where, I guess, first of all, where are those other productions? Like, yeah. So happen? all of the readings and labs, which are just like developmental processes for musicals, it's different stages of like how, how much like 
costumes or sets or blocking or just standing in a music stand um, for those things. Uh, those were all in New York City. The only thing that was not in New York City was the out-of-town production, which we did at the Alliance Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. Um, so we went and we tried it out in the Atlanta audience. Okay. Or on the Atlanta audience to see how people would relax react to it and that was a full production okay so readings in labs are usually very scaled back a reading is just you standing at a music stand a lab is like you doing some blocking and choreography but that's it no sets no costumes yeah but the out-of-town production is a full production you okay. got costumes sets lights dancing all of it um and you kind of like see if people like the show or not and people really like the show yeah and then we worked on it some more and then we went to broadway okay so yeah what was that like working on that? Because you're, you were you working with the writers then mm -hmm. on that? So yeah. what was that like working with people that were making this for the first time, getting to have your input into, yeah. I think this character should do this. Like, how yeah. was that? I mean, I think you just said it beautifully that you get input. You know, some, so much of the time you're coming into shows that were written many, many years ago. And mm -hmm. you're like, okay, they wanted this character to say this. I got to say that. Um, but when you're creating a piece, depending on the people involved, sometimes it can be not so collaborative, but prom was very collaborative. And you're able to say like, this makes sense to me. This doesn't make sense to me. How can we make it make sense? What can we add? What can we take away? How can I, Caitlin, bring part of my personality into this role? You know, you really get to create in that, yeah. that sense, especially like it was almost five years that I was working on it. And that's a long time. Yeah. So and that's like, I don't know, I was a completely different person when I started the show and when we finished the show. And so like that kind of growth going into a character is amazing. And the fact that that team was so willing to be like, yes, bring that on. It's incredible. Yeah, that's so cool. So when you when you guys finally got to launch it, then. How was that first show for you? It was amazing. It felt so good. It was such like just a passion project for everyone. It really like it was an important show for people. It wasn't just like oh, we're doing 42nd Street again. You know, yeah. it, it meant something to us, which was really special. So to be able to share it with New York audiences felt really good. Yeah. Yeah. So then what? Um, so you guys launched in uh, you said Atlanta? Yeah, we we did a we did the out of town in Atlanta in 2016, and okay. then we opened on Broadway in 2018, I believe. Yeah, 2018. So in that gap, are you still performing at Atlanta during that whole time? No, no. So okay. the Atlanta run was like, I think we were there in total for like three months. Okay. And then you go and you do other things, and then we did another lab in like the beginning of 2018. So it's very like pieced together where you like go and you work on other things. You come back, you work on this, you like get a side gig nannying because you can't pay your rent. <laughs> you walk dogs, you then come back to the show. You know, it's okay. very, all of the things. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what I'm like. There's so much, again, cause you never have like a, mm -hmm. nothing is secure. You have no job security. It's like, None. it's here and then it's gone. And, and that's so. like, that's a great thing or it's not a great thing but it's a great point that it's like there is no job security so between our um our lab our last lab in the beginning of 2018 and opening at the end of 2018 I couldn't book another show because everyone was like oh my god you have this Broadway show coming up like you're good and it's like I'm not good though. Like I still have to pay my rent. Like someone <laughs> hire me. So at that point I ended up working three different jobs 
to make ends meet. So Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I'm about to do this Broadway show that I'm the lead in, but like right now I am literally waking up at 5.30, nannying for one family, going cross town to nanny for another family, then going to Brooklyn to walk dogs. Like you do what you have to do to make it work, but that's the side, like theater is not as glamorous (laughs) as people think it is because it was picking up dog poop for a living (laughs) and then starring in a Broadway show. So like, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> do with that as Top you will <laughs> exactly and then like the show closes and you go back to like picking up dog poop and uh-huh. it's all good <laughs> yeah well and and i mean everyone knows this i'm sure but like living in new york is not cheap no <laughs> i was living in a shoe box and paying so much money for the shoe box <laughs> <sighs> so then um when you guys got what was that like um because you at this point you had been back and forth to broadway a couple times mm-hmm. What was it like when this one got picked up by Broadway? How did you guys find out as a cast and all that stuff? We knew. It had been talked about for a long time. It was just a matter of, like, when we would go. Because the way Broadway works is, like, you have to wait for a theater to open up. And then you have to, like, the producers do so much work behind the scenes of, like, raising the money and figuring out which which theater to put it Mm -hmm. in. But this one had been, like, from the beginning, we are going to Broadway. It's just a matter of when. So it was a lot of, like, okay, we're going now. Actually, wait. No, we're not going now. We're going to wait a little bit little bit longer we're actually gonna go now okay yeah we're actually going now so it was like this huge waiting game but we knew yeah we knew it was gonna happen it was still amazing and it's still so awesome but we knew yeah very cool so then um you launch it on broadway how was that? How did that get started? How did, you know, was the reception? It was, it was great because, you know, we had been working on it for so long. You know, at that point it had been four years and it was like, this is like meant to be and it's meant to happen and it needs to happen. Um, and it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Dreams come true. Yeah. That's so cool. And so um, you guys performed it on Broadway. Um, when did you guys find out you were nominated for a Tony Award? We had been open, so we opened November of 2018, and Tony Award nominations came out end of March 2019, so it had been a few months okay, hanging out, doing our show, doing our thing, and, like, it, the Tony Awards are so crazy because, like, they mean so much, and yet they don't mean anything at all. You know, like, at the end of the day, it's a statue <laughs> with your name on it, like whatever but they're also the tony awards you know it's crazy um and it's like something that you dream of when you're in theater it's like oh my god the tony awards yeah so getting nominated for a tony award was like holy crap this is cool um and like completely mind-blowing and like i didn't think it was gonna happen did you have any inkling that no i was like (laughs) no 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 i'm good like this isn't happening and then it happened and it it just like short-circuited my brain (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's very cool. So were you guys, um, like, how did the announcement get through? Were you looking at, like, Tony Award nominations? I was watching it. So they did, like, a live stream of, like, the nominations. And so I woke up super early because they do them at, like, 8.30 in the morning, um, which for me is super (laughs) early. For any theater performer, that's pretty early because, you know, the show before, like, gets out at, like, 11 p.m. and you don't get home until super late and mm-hmm. yeah so it's early um but yeah so I was watching them and then they like called my name and I was like what <laughs> um and I cried a lot so yeah lots of crying very cool and you guys were still performing during that time right? yeah yeah so like the part of like oh you don't see what happens behind the scenes so the nominations come out on a Tuesday they've changed this because it's 
the worst. Um, <laughs> but they had come out on a Tuesday morning. You go and you do your show Tuesday night. Then Wednesday, which most shows have two shows on. Mm-hmm. Wednesday is a two-show day. Wednesday morning, you go and do a press conference from like 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. or 1 p.m. And then you go and do a show. And then you go and do another show. And then like for the next month, every single day is like... Press, 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 press. You don't have a break. Like, I didn't have a day off for, like, three months, um, which is hard when you're doing theater. Uh, and so it's just go, go, go. But it's like, yeah, I got nominated for a Tony, and then I had to, like, go and buy an outfit for this press conference, and then I had to go and do my show, and then I had to wake up early the next morning to get my hair and makeup down and put on this outfit, and then, like, go answer a bunch of questions, and then run to the theater, put on different hair and makeup, do my show, then, like, take a nap, then, like, go and do the show again, and then the next day it's just more, 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 more. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Was, was there any point where you're like, never mind, don't nominate me. I'm fine. Oh, <laughs> like every morning you're like, why? But then you're like, oh, this is cool. This is cool. <laughs> and then you have like a mental breakdown on stage and it's fine. Oh, no. It's fine. It happens. Oh. So then when you were, had you gone to the, ever gone to the Tony's? No, to I hadn't. Okay. Um, I had just watched them on TV. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So then. How did you guys find out that you guys were actually going to perform at the Tony's Inn? Does um, anyone that's nominated have to perform there then? You don't I, – don't take my word for it. I am not a producer. Um, but you uh, – if your show gets nominated for Best Musical, mm-hmm. you perform on the Tony's. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other performances are, like, worked out somehow by magic and money. Um, <laughs> it's all very political. Uh which no one ever talks about, but yeah, theater's political. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so like we, because Prom was nominated for Best Musical, it was like, oh, we will perform on the Tonys. Um, What we were going to perform, that like remained to be seen, but they figure it out and then they tell you. Um, And then you're like, okay, I guess we're doing that. Okay. Yeah. So what was that like? And also when you guys are doing that, getting prepared for that, um, are you guys, do you guys go to the stage ahead of time and perform? Yeah. So you okay. have a couple rehearsals. So like, they'll let you know, like, okay, we're nominated for this Tony. This is the <laughs> number that we're going to do on the Tonys. It's like a mashup of these numbers. Right. It's n- usually never actually like a number from the show. It's like, okay, we're going to take these like two minutes from this song mm-hmm. and another minute from this song and mash them together and you're going to make it work. Um, <laughs> so ours was a combination of two songs and so you have to then like rehearse that because it's not in your show you have to like piece it together and figure out how it works um you have to rehearse costume changes that you don't actually do in that amount of time um it's a nightmare um (laughs) but so you rehearse on your stage and then as you get closer to the tony awards you go and you rehearse on the stage and then you'll have a rehearsal like a, a dress rehearsal on the stage so like tony day also a nightmare that people don't know about. So Tony Day, you wake up at the butt crack of dawn, you go to your theater, you get put in your costume, you then get bussed over to Radio City or wherever the Tonys are that year. Um, you go and they do a full, you do one rehearsal in costume and then they do a full run through of the Tonys. Okay. Like the whole show in order so they get, get it out of the way, know what they're doing. You do that, then you go back to your theater, get out of costume, take a little nap, then you have to do the show, and then when the show is over, you get out of costume to go put on, like, your Tony outfit, 
to be driven back to the Tony Awards and then you like sit down in your seat for like two seconds and then they pull you from your seat and then you have to get out of your glam outfit into your costume for the show. Then you have to perform in the show. Then the year we did it, we performed in the opening number and then had our own separate number. So it was like, get out of Tony glam into opening number outfit, get out of opening (laughs) number outfit into show outfit then go do the piece from the show, then get out of that, and then get into your glam again. All just, like, a total mess. You've been (laughs) up since, like, 4 in the morning. It's now, like, 10 p.m. You've performed a full two-and-a-half-hour musical in the middle of all of it, and now you're on live television. (laughs) And it's like, oh, my God. Um, And so everyone is like, oh, my God, was it so fun, like, watching the Tonys? And it's like, I didn't really get... Like, I was backstage the whole time. time. I was stressed the whole time, but, like... I maybe sat in my seat a total of 20 minutes the entire Just so they could do the quick Tony camera Awards. pan. That truly gone. is what it is. Like, my mom was my date to the Tonys and, like, was sitting next to me. And she sat next to a seat filler who was a stranger for, like, three quarters of the Tony Awards. So, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> and they make it look so seamless and easy. Yeah. And it's not. <laughs> it's amazing what the magic of television can uh-huh. do. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, with all the costume changes and stuff, do you have, I'm assuming they have like costume like timers and they're like the, for a day, I just imagine you being like full costume and then like ready, go. And you have to like strip down. I mean, pretty much. Yeah. So like we have, um, every show has dressers. They have people who help you change because there are quick changes. There are times when it's like you have to put on a whole different outfit in less than 20 seconds. (laughs) And so our dressers during the rehearsals, you figure out like, okay, we now have this amount of time to change. So like, this is what we're going to do. And you work really closely with your dresser to figure out the like mechanics of it all. And you make it work. (laughs) Very cool. Yeah. was, It sounds like it was probably more of a whirlwind of a day to then yes. to actually like, um, like experience everything that was going on. But was there aspects of it um, that you were just like, like either uh, actors or actresses that you got to meet um, that you had seen in other Broadway shows or that were well, just like... What was cool at that point is like, it is such a community thing. Like you're there with your cast, you're there with other casts who like have people that you've worked with before. Like I was nominated against Kelly O'Hara who had played my mom in Bridges of Madison County. So like I knew her like, and then it's like, Oh my God, Kelly, how are you? And so it's not like, I don't know. It's not really a place to be starstruck because you're all just there for the same reason. You're all there because like you're working and doing what you want to be doing. And so it's like, hello fellow co-worker not like oh my god you're a star it's like yeah you are a star but like we're also both doing the same thing yeah so it's just it's chill yeah nice. at least that's how i look at it i'm sure <laughs> someone else would give you another answer but i was like this is cool whatever yeah so then um you you were talking a little bit about this but when you did um do your performance there mm-hmm. at the Tonys and you could actually see everyone. Yeah. What was that like for you then? <laughs> that part is overwhelming because <laughs> not only do you see the like thousands <laughs> of people who are in that audience, you also know that millions of people are watching you on their televisions. <laughs> and it's it's scary. It's scary. Um, that moment is like the one where your stomach just drops and you're like, Oh my God. Because it's also like being shot out of a cannon that like you literally are behind this giant 
essentially curtain. It's like an electronic panel or something mm -hmm. crazy like that now. But you're behind this curtain that you can't see the audience and then you can't hear. <clears throat> Someone like announces the show you're in and they're like, okay, and now best musical nomination, the prom performs this number. They're announcing you performing, but you can't hear them because you're behind this giant curtain and like the sound on stage travels super weird. And so you're just like, is it, is it now? Is it now? Did did they did they announce us? Is it now? Oh no, it's not now. Okay, not yet. And then finally, like the curtain goes up, and you're like, "Oh my God, it's now!" <laughs> God, okay. And then you have to like just like wait for the music to start, and you hope you like are in the right place and saying the right thing, and you hope that you can hear everything. And it's just, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare. <laughs> it's a fun nightmare, but a nightmare. Well, and just how time works, I just imagine that that. If it's a two-second pause, three-second pause before the music starts, feels like an eternity. Oh, yeah. It feels like an eternity. And within that eternity, you're like, did I miss it? Did they start and I can't hear it? Because, like, again, the sound is so weird. It's such a big space that, like, the way you hear things is just completely different. Yeah. And it's like you can't hear the person who's announcing you, but then you're expected to hear the music. And you're like, oh, my God. So, yeah, it's a mess, but they make it work and make it look beautiful and effortless. And it's not effortless. Let me tell you that. <laughs> So, um, how was that when you got done with that, was it something that you were, I mean, first of all, you were exhausted, but maybe like yeah. next day woke up uh, at like three o'clock in the afternoon <laughs> yeah, and you woke up, much. what were you just like, I can't believe I just went through all that. Um, well, yes, I can't believe I just went through all that, but I had, so my family was in town because obviously I was nominated yeah. for a 20 <laughs> and I was like, you will be there. Um, but my sister and I went and got tattoos and that was like our nice little like plan afterwards that I was like, I just want a day to like do nothing and like hang out and like, let's go get tattoos. So we got matching tattoos and it was a really nice distraction nice. to be like, oh yeah, that crazy thing happened last night. But like now I'm just like hanging with my sister. You went to Brooklyn. <laughs> it was awesome. Nice. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you mentioned something early on, and I, and I wanted to continue with the Broadway and the shows and get to the Tonys before I circle back on this, but you, <laughs> you mentioned that you were on some movie sets and TV shows. Yeah. Um, what was that? Like, first of all, I guess, how did you get involved in those? And then what, how did those differ from theater? Yeah, so getting involved with film and television is a little, like, it's different for everybody. I got involved with it because, like, I was in New York, and my agent sent me on film and TV auditions. Like, mm. it was just that. <laughs> and then you go and you do it, and you're like, oh, this is how it works. I understand now. Uh, very, like, just thrown into the fire and pray for the best. Uh, I personally love film and television. I'm a pretty introverted person, and so it's a lot easier for me because, yes, the stage size doesn't matter, and, yes, there are a bunch of people, but you're still having to, like, project and be, like, really on and, like, having a ton of people watching you, whereas mm -hmm. in film and TV you can be really quiet. You know, you have a mic on you. The person is right there. You don't have to perform for thousands of people. It's just a camera right in front of your face. <laughs> and you can just, like, be there and in the moment. And if you mess up, you start over. And, yeah. like, it just, it to me, it's still a hard work. And it's still, like, the hours are impossible. And it's draining and so hard also but for me it's easier because like there's so much less pressure yeah for me yeah again other people will tell you differently but like for me I love film and tv because I can just be simple and not mm -hmm. have to worry about it yeah <laughs> nice cool and then you got to do um in that then what were some of the things that stood out to you as like um 
you know, something that was just like, oh, I didn't know that that's how that worked on the back end. Oh, gosh. I mean, like, really all of it. It's so... Um it's just so crazy how it like they piece everything together. You know, I think like one of the biggest things that was surprising is like nothing is shot in order. Like if you're watching a movie or a TV show, like everything is shot out of order. They'll film like the last scene first and the first scene last. And so you have to like know that like these actors are tracking the emotional journey as they go. So it's like, you really have to pay attention to like, okay, so we're filming this scene right now. This scene actually comes after a scene that we haven't filmed yet. So I have to like, when we film that scene, realize that like, this is the way I was acting in the next scene. So I have to piece all of those things together. It's a lot of mind work. Um, and like, uh, like the, the soundtracks are really manipulative, uh, because you'll like be performing a scene without obviously without music in the background and then they go and they score the film and they score it with like these like symphonies underneath you of like yeah. the saddest music and then you're like oh that really affects the scene so it's all of these like little details that yeah. like in the moment you don't realize and then they piece it all together and you're like oh also a difference between theater and film and tv is that in theater you as a performer really have control over the performance you're giving because it's live it's you in the moment and then it's done in film and television, you have less control over the performance you give because you do many takes of one scene. Yeah. So it'll be like, okay, you did six different takes of this one line. Yeah. You don't get to pick which line they chose. Yeah. You don't get to pick which take. And so at the end of the day, you're like, oh, they went that direction. <laughs> because there, there will be times when it's like, okay, we want you to say this really sad now. Okay, we've got that one. Now we want you to be really happy. Okay, say like you're telling a joke. You know, those are horrible examples. But like that's the difference of mm -hmm. line readings you can give. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, they say... You know, we really like the funny one. We're going to put the funny one in the movie. Yeah. And you have no say over that. Right. So it's like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Were those, um, with all the shows, were those um, where you were just like in single episodes or were you in uh, running in any of the series? Yes. Uh, so for the most part, I think, yeah, all of them were just like one, one and done episodes. Okay. Which was fun. Yeah. Because you just get to like go in and be weird and then leave. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Very cool. So <clears throat> then obviously this thing called COVID happened. Yeah. <laughs> and the world shut down. Yep. Yep, it did. <laughs> what was that, you know, that obviously as that started rolling out and affecting everything, mm -hmm. what was that kind of for you? Um, it was a lot, you know, when, what year is it? Where are we? Um, so in like February of 2020, right as everything was happening, I had three projects lined up. You know, wow. I was about to go work at the Kennedy Center. I was going to do a show with my best friend. Like all of these things were lined up. My life was like, oh, I've got for once, I actually have like my year planned out wow. as an actor, which never happens. And then March came around and they were like, Broadway is shutting down. And I was like, okay. Um, which I think everyone was like, we were like, okay, okay great. Um, and then it continued to be shut down and it continues to be shut down. And so like in May, I was like, I don't want to be here. You know, like New York is kind of a mess right now and yeah. there's not anything I can do to be productive. Um, I'm being really cautious cause I'm a type one diabetic. And at that point we had no answers. Right. So it was like, cool. If I go outside, am I going to die? Yeah. Um, at that point the answer was yes. <laughs> so I was like, not going to do that. 
Um, and so I had a conversation with my roommates and we were like, okay, it's, it's time, you know, we're going to like give up our lease, which is up in at the end of June and we're going to come back to Kameno and like just hunker down for a little bit. And now I've almost been here for a year. <laughs> um, still living with my parents. Um, but it's, it's fine. You know, I'm really glad that my parents live here yeah. and that I like my parents mm-hmm. and that they were like, yeah, come on back. Um, cause not a lot of people have that and not a lot of people had the escape to get away from New York. So yeah. I'm very lucky and fortunate that I was able to be like, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very, very happy that I was able to be like, oh, I'm going to go chill on command over a year yeah. while this, this happens. Yeah. So was coming back was, I mean, I'm sure you visited and stuff, but mm-hmm. like when you were actually like, I'm moving back home. Um, it just, again, we've gone through this whole journey of where you've been <laughs> and yes. like uh, performing at the Tony's award. And now you're back living at com- in your house on command yeah. that you grew up with. Uh, you know, what, what kind of, it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely weird. Um, but like, I don't know, it just felt necessary and it felt safe and it felt like the right thing to do. And it's temporary. You know, yeah. it's definitely like proving to be less <laughs> temporary than it, we initially thought, but that's okay. And I just have to like keep reminding myself that it's like, no, I'm in the right place right now. I am safe. I am with my loved ones. That's what matters. Yeah. Um, and like w- where I'm going to end up, I don't know whether I move back to New York or end up in LA. The world is my oyster right now and I can choose what I want to do for once instead of like just being in New York and staying in New York. Now I can really like, it's that like step back and pause and evaluate and like be in the moment. And so I'm being in the moment and really saying like, okay, where do I want to be? Where am I going to be my happiest? Where am I going to do the work that I want to be doing when the work comes back? Um, So it's all kind of up in the air at the moment, which is stressful, but also okay. And so I'm still on Kavano. Yeah. Buying croissants from you every day. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> um, so I just realized there's something we didn't touch on um, concerning prom. Yes. Um, you guys also performed at the Macy's Day Parade. Yes, we did. Yeah, we got the amazing opportunity to perform for the Macy's Thanksgiving Day, Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yes. So a tongue twister, um, which was just an amazing opportunity. And what made it so special for us is that the prom is about a teenage lesbian. And we got to be the first same-sex kiss on the Macy's Day Parade. That's crazy. Which was amazing because that's something that, like, like people hadn't seen and that's a shame. Um, and so me and the woman who played my girlfriend in the show, Izzy McCalla, we, we got to kiss and we got to represent what families look like. Yeah. And we got to say like, hello America, you can look like this too. Um, and it was just so cool to be able to represent the LGBTQ plus community on national television Yeah, and be like, this is what love can look like and it's awesome and it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, so that was a really cool moment and opportunity and we made history, yeah. which is, which is amazing. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, it was, I was, I didn't realize that in doing yeah. some of the research for this. I was like, Oh yeah. It was um, a big deal. Yeah. Um, and, it was great. And then it was just a few years ago. Like it wasn't that long. Ago. Exactly. Which is crazy because it's like, I don't know, like, you think, like, oh, the world is, like, a pretty progressive place now, and it's not, it's not, <laughs> we're still, we still have so much work to do, um, the fact that, like, the first same-sex kiss was on the parade in 2018 is insane, Yeah. but we did it, and so now, they'll do it again, hopefully, and it'll be normal and not a big deal. Yeah, that's crazy, so then, when you guys were performing for that, then, 
what was that like getting all ready for that? Because that's again that's a very also crazy. Thing. So like we that one was insane because we opened the show and the next day had rehearsal for the parade. So we like opened the show, went and partied, and then had to be <laughs> at the theater like so early the next day to rehearse this number that wasn't actually a real number in our show. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, oh, God, <laughs> oh, no. But it's the same thing as the Tony where, like, you go and you rehearse in your theater, you put it all together, then you go and you rehearse on the site, and then you do a dress rehearsal, and you're good to go. Yeah. And that's it. Simple. It's not simple at all. <laughs> but that one is crazy, too, because, like, you also have to get up so early. Yeah. You have to be at your theater at, like, 3 a.m. to get all, like, costumed and ready to go and then bust to Macy's and... It's a lot of getting ready early in the morning and then being bussed somewhere. <laughs> like, hopefully we're going the right way. The right we spot. did not go the right way oh, to no. Macy's. And everyone was like, no, we have to go to Macy's. It's that way. And our driver was like, oh, sorry. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> other way. But we made it, so it's fine. Nothing like a little bit of stress before the show. <laughs> exactly. Very cool. All right. Um, so now I have some questions. I know we'd already gotten to one of them, but okay. um, from my wife, when I was, um, she is the one who has been a Broadway buff and I love it. enjoyed going to shows. I'm actually her and her friend Emily, um, who also works for us, uh, have been doing shows, and that's kind of how they became best friends. Yes. Was through musicals and stuff I like that. I love that. that. Um, so she was like, um, she had some questions that she okay. wanted to ask. Lay them um, on me. So first one was, uh, what was the biggest change going from community theater to Broadway? Um, I think just like the environment. I think the like hustle and bustle and the like the press aspect aspect of it. That like there's so much that goes on behind the scenes on Broadway that it's just you you are constantly advertising your show. Mm -hmm. um, but that I think is the biggest yeah. difference. Do you feel, because I, I, in my mind, I keep comparing, th I compare things to things that I'm relevant to me. So like, I think of like, uh, I play a lot of soccer and, yeah. or, and I enjoy doing that. But I think of like, um, you know, if you're, for me, like I play a lot of pickup game. And so mm -hmm. it's like, you know, just whoever's around, you just play a game. Yeah. Um, versus like when I watch professionals, it's like the quality of the people you're around is all elevated because you're at that level. For the most part, it's all the same level. You know, okay. like if you're doing regional theater or Broadway, like everybody's good. Everyone's there for a reason, you know? Yeah. And so it's, it's, talent is talent. Yeah. No matter how you look at it. Okay. So yeah. Very cool. Yeah. All right. And then also what is your dream role? Oh God. <laughs> um, uh, I'd say, okay. My dream show is 25th annual Putnam County spelling bee. And I would play any role in it. I don't think I've ever heard of that. Well, go look it up. Cause it's really good. <laughs> it's about a spelling bee. It's really funny. Okay. Nice. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, awesome. Well, I like to end every podcast with some rapid fire questions. Let's do it. All right. So the first one is, what purchase of $100 or less have you enjoyed the most over the last three months? Oh, God. Um, so rapid fire. Um, oh, oh, you know what? Okay. So I haven't gotten to enjoy it yet, but I'm a basic basic human being who watches TikTok every day and I was influenced by TikTok to buy a pair of roller skates and so I bought myself a pair of roller skates and I'm going to go roller skate somewhere 
and it'll be fun and I'll probably fall a lot, but I'm excited to do that. And they were $50 nice. off of Amazon. Very cool. Thank you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's also that uh, finding a place to roller skate on Kamano Island is actually more difficult it than you think. It doesn't exist. <laughs> like, I think I'm going to go to Stanwood and, like, find an empty parking Stay lot. Yeah. Exactly. Because yes. <laughs> I was like, I can't do it in my home because it's gravel. Everything is gravel here. <laughs> or it's uh, that, like, asphalt that looks like asphalt, and then you go to go on and you're like, never mind. Exactly. It's challenging. <laughs> All right. Uh, pretend you have a friend coming from out of town. What would the first day look like here? Ooh, okay. Well, I would come to Camino Commons. That sounds like a plug, but it's not. I'd be like, we're buying coffee and croissants because seriously, the croissants are so good. I'm a croissant aficionado. It's like, I think you can tell whether a bakery or a coffee place is good based off their croissants. If their croissants are shit, it's not worth it. Um, <laughs> Camino Commons has beautiful, lovely, flaky, buttery croissants. They're so good. Um, anyway, so I would come here, we would get croissants, and then we would go to the state park and just look at our beaches. Nice. Because there are lots of cool beaches on Camino. Yeah. And I think we, we as Camino Islanders forget about them because they're just like rocky and kind of awful. But I think as like a new person to Camino Island, it would be like, this is beautiful. As we're like, yeah, we live here, whatever. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> Um, who is an interesting or fascinating person in this community that I should interview next? Oh my gosh. Um, everyone. I think this, honestly, Kameno is such an eclectic place mm -hmm. that pretty much anyone on Kameno, you're going to be like, oh, you're cool. Whether or not like they're a cool person or not, yeah. you know, it's just so eclectic. You have a little bit of everything. Like I was standing in line buying my croissant and this man behind me was like talking to someone and he's like, Oh yeah, I'm a blacksmith. And I'm like, you're a blacksmith. Like what? <laughs> so yeah, like everyone yeah. just talk to everybody. Yeah. Everybody's cool. Yeah. That was kind of my reasoning for starting the podcast. Yeah. Uh, growing up, I heard a lot of stories yes. of people around Camino, um, secondhand from my dad. Cause he talked to a lot of people. <laughs> and so that was like, well, it'd be great. Like, I want to hear some of these stories yes. like firsthand and then like, Maybe other people would like to hear them. So. Yes, that's brilliant and yeah. so true. So just like keep going. Nice. All right. And lastly, if you could have a message on a billboard right on Camino Island as you're driving on, what would that say? Oh, God. Okay. I, I did. You sent me these answers. You sent me these questions ahead of time. I skimmed most of them just to be like, okay, what are we, what are we getting into here? Um, I, did, I did look at the rapid fire questions and this one stumped me, but I've been thinking about it which means that it's not rapid fire. Um, it's been a long process of thinking about it. But, okay, so at Camino Commons, there's, like, a giant, like, uh, statue sign something, I don't know what you would call it, of a crab. Mm -hmm. And it says, come out of your shell. My thought is that the sign would say, come into your shell, because I feel like coming to Kameno is like coming home. And you're just like coming to a safe place that's like really awesome. Everybody's going to accept you and be welcoming and kind. And so you're like coming into yourself. So yeah. I wanted to say, come into yourself, not come <laughs> out of your shell. I'm also a homebody. So like, come into your shell. <laughs> that's my answer. And then close the and shell and don't let anybody goodbye. else in. <laughs> exactly. Be a hermit. <laughs> that would be the sign, be a hermit. You shouldn't, Less, no one should ever um, have me on any sort of like Kameno committee ever. <laughs> Be like, just, you know, stay home. It's great. <sighs> well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Thank you for having me and listening me, to me just like blabber on about things. No, this has been great. So Thanks. thank you so much. Of course. Okay, bye. All right. And Islanders, I will talk to you on the next one. Well, a big thank you to Caitlin Kinnanen for joining me on the podcast, and thank you for listening. 
If you haven't already, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. It really helps us be found by other islanders like yourself. For more information on this episode, you can go to commandocommons.com slash EP99. That's commandocommons.com slash EP99. Thanks for listening and see you next time. Peace.